When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Carvana. Carvana is in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. They even offer customizable financing so you can plan your down and monthly payments. To shop thousands of affordable vehicles 100% online, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Availability may vary by market. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Relay Show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio. For today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about Hustlers. That's right. I'm going to be doing a spoiler-free review for the new Jennifer Lopez movie, Hustlers. Then I'm going to be doing another topic for this episode, which will be, Should Hollywood Stop Making Black Characters? Then I'm going to follow it up with Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, and Sam Neill returning to the world of Jurassic Park for Jurassic World 3. Then... Cameron Cove and Jonah Hill are in talks to be in the upcoming Matt Reeves Batman movie. So we're going to see what the deal is with that. And also, too, I just want to say this before I actually get into the review for Hustlers. I just want to thank everybody for the love and support that you actually showed the, my page for over five years. I just wanted to say a big thank you to those fans. And if you're also new to the podcast and everything, too, I just want to say thank you for supporting my podcast. And thank you for actually telling me what you guys think about the topics that I've been talking about. And I want to say a big thank you for D for FTO Nerd Talk for actually getting me into podcasting and also too for actually giving me something to actually talk about and giving me some topics to talk about. So I do appreciate that from him and also a couple of my other friends who also drop in a couple of topics here and there for me to actually do. So with further ado, let's go on ahead and get into this spoiler free episode for Hustlers. Now, whenever I'm talking about Hustlers, I'm not talking about the porno mag that you used to store underneath your parents' mattress or anything like that. I'm not talking about where the pages actually got stuck together in case you actually masturbated too long and, oops, you had an accident. Then, also, too, I'm also not, and now everything is all digitalized and everything else, too, so therefore now you're actually touching a screen rather than some paper. Yeah, I know, I made it kind of odd for this movie review, but anyways, let's go on ahead and get into this thing. So, Basically, what happens is this. You have a group of women working in a strip club and enact a scheme to rip off the wealthy clients that frequently visit their place of business. And, you know, whenever I first, whenever you first see Jennifer Lopez and everything, whenever you see uh, the, the actress from Crazy Rich Asians, she's the woman from Crazy Rich Asians is probably the standout of this movie for the simple fact is she's actually new to the strip club. She doesn't know anybody. She doesn't know how to move her body sexy or anything like that. She doesn't really know what to do. She's, she's actually awkward as anything. And then she meets Jennifer Lopez, and Jennifer Lopez has actually been in this hustle for a long time. And she teaches her a few moves and everything. And her and Jennifer Lopez be- becomes close friends. You can actually tell in this movie that that closeness, that bond, is there with, with those two characters. And you actually can actually see that. And I actually enjoy that aspect of that thing where you actually see some closeness with those two characters and their story development with them. And I mean, that's what I was actually sold on. And then not only that, but even the chemistry with the other girls that are actually working in the strip club that actually worked for me as well 
and the way they actually stand together, the way they actually stand stick up for each other in that strip club is just unbelievable. And you know what? Those girls actually do have to stick together in order to make things work, to be able to hustle people out of their money, out of Wall Street, for instance, who we have these corrupt people that are actually pretty much hustling other people, and then they're using that money to go on ahead and use it at the strip club. And then before you know it, it's all a hustle if you think about it. But all in all, I have to say, the chemistry worked for J-Lo and also for the actress that played in Crazy Rich Asians. And another thing, too, that I actually liked about the actress that's from Crazy Rich Asians, too, it's her character is actually something, someone that you can actually relate to because she's actually trying to help her grandma out of debt. She's trying to do everything that she can possible for her grandma and everything. And that's actually something touching as well because you can actually relate to it. You can actually gravitate towards that. But then as things go on, it's not such a good time for them in 2008 whenever the Wall Street thing crashes. And matter of fact, this is actually where the film kind of loses me in a way because they kind of go a little choppy with the whole entire editing where I could actually think that they could actually expand on a couple of things without having to chop it up. But I do have to go back and say one last thing about something that's actually positive about this film. The cinematography for this film and the lighting in the strip club is probably one of the best lighting elements that I've seen in a strip club movie that's based in a strip club movie in a while. And that's what I have to say about that. The cinematography is just fantastic with that. I've really enjoyed that. And, you know, like I said, in 2008, whenever you have homes being foreclosure, you actually have Wall Street that's pretty much not even there anymore. With and then that they're also losing business. So what do they do? They think of a scheme to rip off higher class people to where they can actually drug them and bring them over into the strip club and hustle money off of them, and it goes bananas from there. And you know, I can't believe that some of this stuff, the majority of this stuff, is actually based on a true story. This thing actually did happen, and it kind of reminds me of that movie Painting Game in a way. Because of the fact that the directing style actually covers what Pain and Gain did. And I have to say, despite the fact that I might not like Michael Bay that much, I prefer that movie a little bit over this one. But the areas that I didn't like was the choppiness of the film itself. Because I think that they could have actually expanded on the scenes and actually make you feel something towards some of the characters and actually make you think about something more logically instead of ending up with where where it ended up at but overall and everything that's some one of the negatives that I didn't like about it but for me I'm gonna have to give this movie a one out of five for the simple fact too like I said it's a little too choppy here and there I didn't like once you get into the 2008 thing the dialogue loses me the chemistry is not really all that there because of the choppiness of the movie itself so therefore it loses me in like the second and third act which is not good because I really wanted to focus in on these characters even more and how they develop and to me they didn't really develop fully like I wanted them to but I do have to say Julia Stiles actually does a fantastic job in this movie as a person that's actually writing this article about these women that actually did these to, to these men and then these men are actually embarrassed about what happened to them so I actually like that thing that Julia Stiles were, was able to bring to that character. Then another thing too that I want to actually mention is the fact too, they actually do something a little bit different, a little bit more creative when it comes down to their sound. Like for instance, 
the girl from Crazy uh, Rich Asians is talking to Julia Stiles. And then all of a sudden, she hits the uh, pause button. And it's total sound, the sound just totally turns off. And, and one person in the theater is like, what the heck happened to the volume? And I already knew exactly what happened. Everything that she was saying to Julia Stiles at that moment when she's throwing her out of the house is totally off the record. So therefore, everything that we didn't get, didn't get to hear was totally off the record for that character. So therefore, we didn't hear anything that she said. And then all of a sudden, she slams the door, the sound goes back on, and that's how that ends up happening. But, like I said, I like the sound the, and the cinematography with the club and everything. The posi- those were the positives and stuff. The chemistry at the first act was really a positive for me. Then it just falls away back whenever they start breaking the time up, line up in 2008. Then present and all the way down to the present time when they get arrested. So, that's where it actually falls, falls apart for me. So, now I'm going to move on to something else. And this is going to be kind of controversial. This is actually going to be something that might end up losing some subscribers and you know whenever I got into podcasting itself I always promised myself this that I was always going to be honest to my with myself I'm always going to end up doing and saying things that I know that I might upset people but in the at the end of the day I have to feel better about myself by being honest and if you don't like my honesty you're not going to like what I have to say about this topic but anyways should Hollywood Stop making black characters. Now, here's the thing. I'm perfectly fine with the fact that... any I believe this. Anybody can play any certain character. Nobody is excluded from any type of character at all. I think that Idris Elba would have been a great James Bond if it wasn't for the racism that he was facing. And then he decided he didn't even want to even think about doing a James Bond movie because of that. And to me, that's not right. And then you also have this other group of people that are actually racist... And saying, oh, you should go on ahead and make your own characters and everything rather than going ahead and making the same character black. Here's the thing. Just because we've seen a certain character white for over a period of time, it doesn't mean that we should actually be accustomed to that person being white. That person can actually transfer over into being black just as long as the fact that they don't change the origin story to benefit the actor or actress playing that character. I'm perfectly fine seeing a black Superman, a black uh, Batman. I'm perfectly fine with all that. I'm perfectly fine with seeing a black James Bond and everything. I'm, and you know what? I can't stand the racist racism in this world. I believe that we can actually become better people if we just go ahead, put aside our differences, and actually focus in and separate ourselves from certain things. And there is a such thing as taking geekdom to a certain level to where it's nothing but hate speech and to the point where you're threatening somebody online when it's actually there. Everybody forgets. They have their own lives. People, Actresses and people have their own lives and everything. This is a real life person that this is happening to and you're threatening people based off of a difference of opinion. You're threatening people because of that. And that's not even right. That's not cool at all. I don't like that. And like I said, I think like people like me, I think that it's actually cool for someone to actually play a character that's actually different, different character, different um, appearance of that character being black. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with them being Hispanic. I'm okay with them being other rationalities. I'm perfectly fine with that. But there are certain people out there that don't like the fact that they like to see change. And to me, that's not right. 
each day the world is changing. It's changing in the way that we think. It's changing in the way that we are and everything. And, you know, you need to go on ahead, forget about what you're faced with, and just focus in on the bigger picture. Put away your differences and be like, okay, this is a fictional character. This is what they're doing with this character. And it might actually benefit the character to be the be a different nationality and everything than what we have actually seen. So we need to actually see what's on the paper and what's being recited off the paper out of them out of someone's mouth rather than just saying, oh, this actor sucks. Why don't they just go on ahead and make their own mo- movie with their own characters out? No, no, that's not right. And you know what? There's actually some people out there too that's actually in the minority where, you know, it's been a while since they actually saw somebody different. Uh, of a different race playing a certain character as well. Like, they're so accustomed to the fact that they've seen Batman being white so so much that they would actually have to sit down and actually watch a movie with a different race and everything and say, okay, this is what they're giving me. I'm going to give this a chance and see where it goes. Despite the fact that that's... Despite the fact that this is what they're accustomed to. This is actually what they're used to. You know, it might actually take them a while to actually get used to the idea and something different. But after a while, they're going to put away their differences and actually focus in on the movie itself. Because that's actually something that there actually hasn't been done before. So, I think it's all about, too, that you actually have some other people in the other minority where, you know, they've seen white people being portrayed on the screen by these characters for so long that they haven't seen anybody act from a different nationality before so it's actually something different rather than having the other side where they're like oh how dare you you need to make your own characters nah screw all that go on ahead enjoy the movie for what it is and if you like seeing this uh actor playing that certain character i'm all for it i'm all for different nationalities and stuff like that playing certain characters i don't believe that you know a certain race has to be chosen for that one set character because I think certain characters can be played by multiple races and also genders as well. So I don't see anything wrong with that at all. And if you have a problem with me being 100% honest with that, then I'm sorry, but I'm not going to change how I feel. Especially whenever you're dealing with racism, racist issues and stuff like that. Because I'm friends with different nationalities. I'm friends with different people to get different perspectives on how I feel about certain things. And... They even respect me for being 100% honest. So as long as I'm 100% honest to myself, that's all I care about. So anyways, I'm going to go on ahead and talk about the Jeff Goldblum and Laura Dern and Sam Neill returning to Jurassic Park. And here's the thing. Today when I woke up, I saw the news. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of lukewarm. And... I wish that they would actually done this in the very first Jurassic World movie rather than have to return in the third Jurassic World movie because I would have been a whole lot more pumped up. But I'm hoping that this third movie is a whole lot better than The Fallen Kingdom because I didn't really care for The Fallen Kingdom that much at all, especially when you're dealing with the stuff of Russia and everything else and them bidding on dinosaurs. And I'm hoping that they actually do something where they can actually rescue these dinosaurs and put them back where they belong. But I think it's actually going to be pretty cool because I think, too, on another side of me, is actually thinking, well, this is kind of like Planet of the Apes where you have humans living with these dinosaurs and we have to actually face the fact that these dinosaurs are actually roaming 
our earth with us being coexist with them and it's actually going to be survival of the fittest if you think about it too because the dinosaurs are going to look at us as meat and so there's that aspect but at the same time too i'm lukewarm i mean is this too little too late that to have the original cast members back again or is this something to be actually excited about for me personally like i said before i'm excited but i'm not excited until I see a trailer, until I see the actual plot line itself, it's hard for me to be excited. It's hard for me to get uh, amped up about something that I have no clue what it's going to be about. But the whole fact is, having Jeff Goldblum back, having uh, Sam Neill and Laura Dern back, that's actually pretty cool. But for me, it doesn't really do anything. I just want to see a, what a synopsis is going to actually be like, what the plot is going to be like, before I actually say, yeah, this movie's going to be awesome. Just because I see these three names on paper, it doesn't really do much for me. And, you know, I love the Jurassic Park thing itself. I love the franchise itself. but All except that Fallen Kingdom movie. But I can't lie whenever I can't say that I, I actually enjoyed seeing Jurassic World. And making us be reintroduced into that world all over again. It made me feel like a 90s kid all over again seeing those dinosaurs again. And the last one, I didn't feel any type of attachment or anything like that towards anything. I just hope that they actually put Chris Pratt back in this so that way they can actually interact with these other old OG characters. Just to get a feel of new and also the old crew back again. So I think that would actually pretty be pretty cool. Um, and then a little bit of Batman news dropped over the week. And that is the fact that Cameron Cove and Jonah Hill are in talks to be in the upcoming Matt Reeves Batman movie. Now, here's the thing. I like Jonah Hill as an actor. I like, I even like Cameron Cove as an actor too. And he's actually rumored to be um, Commissioner Gordon. And you know what? I love the fact that he's going to be Commissioner Gordon. I think he's going to bring that sense of mystery of him trying to solve certain crimes and everything and have him with Batman and everything solving crimes together. I think that's actually going to be pretty cool. We haven't seen that before. And we actually haven't seen a black actor playing a role as Commissioner Gordon before. So I'm excited. Like I said before, I think that I have no problem with black actors playing a white character because just because we've seen a white character being... uh, Just because we see a white character or a white person playing that character for so long it doesn't mean that a black person can't play that character any better so i'm all for cameron cove actually playing that especially if you actually look at westworld he does a damn good job playing that show but when what first got me into cameron cove wasn't westworld it was him and boardwalk empire and man that dude was evil as anything as all get out i'm serious that that dude brought layers to that character and brought levels to that character that I haven't seen in a long time, especially for TV. And man, that dude brought his A game when it came down to trying to destroy Nucky and everything else. If you haven't seen Boardwalk Empire, I recommend you check out that show. He doesn't come in until like maybe towards the end of the se- um, final season or mid season, but still, that character has so much depth, so much charisma to that character to where you want him to die because of how evil he is and i think he's actually going to bring a lot of layers to commissioner gordon 
if he ends up getting this part because I like to actually see him as Commissioner Gordon. It's going to be a whole entire complete turnaround for me to see him play in some, someone, that, someone good for a change. And you know what? That's actually two, two shows that I've actually seen him in before. And that was Westworld and also Boardwalk Empire. I haven't seen him anything else outside of that. And that's my fault because I haven't really paid attention to much of his stuff. But I am going to be pay- paying close attention now and actually going in and seeing some of his movies to actually get a better understanding of how his more of his acting is. But I'm actually excited for this. And then Jonah Hill. That dude can act as well. He's an Academy Award nominee. And he actually brings his A-game whenever it's time to bring his A-game. He only, get this, whenever he played in the movie Wolf of Wall Street, he only wanted $60,000, just enough to pay rent. And he couldn't say no to a Martin Scorsese movie, so he went on ahead. He signed on the contract to play sixty for $60,000 for that movie. And he knocked that performance out of the park. Now, I don't know what character he's going to be playing. It's still under wraps. But it gives me some room to speculate on some of the characters that I think that he could actually do. I think he can do a good mobster, especially after seeing the movie with him and uh, Miles Teller, where they actually go across the border and everything and try and sell guns. And I think he can actually make a good gangster-type movie, like Cocoon, uh, I forgot what the guy's name is, as for as a uh, mobster or whatever. But I think that he would actually be a good mob boss. I think also, too, he'd make a good penguin. As far as Riddler goes, nah. I don't see him as Riddler. I see him more as a penguin or some type of mafia uh, tycoon before I can actually see him as a Riddler. I think the perfect person for that would actually be be, be Neil Patrick Harris or uh, the guy who played Purple Man in Jessica Jones. And I think that would actually be the two actors that I would actually choose to be Riddler. But I'm not a casting agent. I'm not anybody. I'm just a guy that's sitting on my butt talking to you about movies and movie news and stuff like that. So with that being said, tell me what you guys think about the casting news for Batman. What do you think of the movie Hustlers? Tell me what you guys think about uh, the whole entire black casting thing and stuff like that. Should Hollywood um, make their own character or whatever? Tell me what you guys think. Send me a voicemail and everything too because I like to actually hear what you guys have to say. And as always, I I just want to thank you again for being a supporter on my page and also on my podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say. And until next time, bye-bye.